How is everybody doing today? Welcome to Free Market Screen Earth, episode number twenty-two. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a brief one today because I don't know how much me and Ben are really gonna be able to get crazy on this. So, as always, I'm your host Nikki B here with Ben. Why don't you say it? Um, I'm just saying, hey, how you guys doing out there in in podcast world? Why don't you pronounce your name? Oh, <laughs> you made a big thing about it. No, but I, I don't care. It's it's uh, you know it's one of those things that uh, I mean you know nobody knows how to read it, and I'm okay with that. And uh, it's been butchered since uh, as far back as I can remember. So whatever, whatever is it you want to say, it is Pangy, yes, with a, a soft G uh, or a heart or whatever. J-G, yeah, then they know. spelled it wrong. Well, they did when they came over on the boat in like, Ellis Island. Because if them. it's Pangy, it should have an E and no I. Yeah, it was it was I A, and I believe it was Panja, and then when it came to Ellis Island, it got uh, you know got the old uh, they, they treatment. Sp- they spelled ours exactly the way you pronounce it. Huh? Ooh, this is not how it was actually spelled, so that much yeah. changed. Uh, yep. It was actually P I C C O N E when they came over, and when they said yeah. no pecan, that I became an E. And they took out a C. Hey, lucky, lucky you didn't get uh, pecan. Could have named you after a nut. But, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. That's, that's way better than piss in a cone. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. Totally better. That's, I mean, that's how, because I mean, they still called me that. Hey, pecan. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, those, those last names, man. They just, you know, it builds character, right? Builds character. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It built a lot of rage. Yeah, it does that too. Because, you know, I ran and so you get your name in the paper and they always spelled it wrong. You know, it was always spelled wrong and nobody said it right anyway. So it was kind of (laughs) like, whatever, whatever works, man. As long as I know who I am, that's all. I'm I'm good with that. We're cool. So let's go, you know. But, uh. So we're going to be talking about this brand new thing. That Burger Kings can you know, try to get famous on Burger King, and I don't know. There's there's a couple of them out there. Um, Is there really? But, uh, well, I mean, there's uh, yeah. Burger King's I the big think, one that comes to mind right now. Well, they're the yeah, they're the big ones, kind of um, pushing it. I don't think they are the company. It's a, it's a separate company. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking about that that, that meat. Fake meat, I guess. Impossible meat. Uh, mm-hmm. Beyond Beyond Meat um, is the the other company that's big making it right now. Uh, um, well, what's funny is that. Uh, so, I think they found that their market isn't the people that they thought their market was going to be. Yeah, yeah, right. You, you think like these uh, fake meat products is going to hit your, your vegans, your vegetarians are going to be able to get a, a quick fix of the old, old meat burger that they had once, once upon a time. But, uh, it's not, it's the, uh, those crazy flexitarians, I guess. I, I don't know. I tried it once upon a time and it's just, I don't know. You, you end up, I feel like you, unless you really stick to like a vegetarian diet, you just end up eating more processed crap. You know, like uh, you're hungry and you grab a bag of potato chips because all that—that's vegan. You know, that's vegetarian. I uh, <clears throat> when I was a 
I was dating a vegetarian once, and that was her solution to vegetarianism was just <clears throat> doing it as impossibly good as you you could do. And by possibly good, I mean not at all. Yeah. Just yeah. chips, and like, and she'd go to Burger King and order the Whopper and just get French fries on it instead of the meat. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and that's it's one of those things. Like, is that as I was reading through um, a couple of these articles here, um, they talk about because these these impossible burgers, these beyond meat burgers, um, you know, they're they're being offered at, at fast food places. Burger King is one, I think. Um, Wendy's is is weighing something, and there's another one um, that they're looking at something else. But when it comes down to it like there's one guy was talking about how you know he gets this impossible burger but you know they cook it on the same frying pan as they cook the the real whopper and he used to just go to burger king and just get the fries and like to me if you're gonna go vegan if you're gonna go vegetarian you know part of that is is the i guess the animal ethic involved right like you don't want to hurt animals and so well, once again it does depend on why you go vegan I mean, there are people out there that go vegan strictly for the health reasons. Well, and so that's part of it too, right? Like the the health reason part, because that's a, a significant amount. I, I would imagine. I don't know, maybe not, but like you're still going to Burger King. It's not like this is you know something healthy. You're still eating French fries. You're still eating potatoes that are are you know drowned in in hot oil and, and rolled around in a bunch of salt. Um, you know, and so it's not, I just don't think it's as healthy um, for you as it's well, sometimes made out to be, unless you actually go like the whole nine yards and that's actually like your thing, you know? Um, well, but you don't, it doesn't need to be like, that's the thing. So if you find a way to knock 200, 300 calories off of a meal, that's, that's not nothing. You know, it's, speaking it, from the place of someone who's struggled with weight their whole life. Um I, I always found even if I wanted to eat garbage, eating vegetarian or vegan garbage was still better than eating normal <laughs> garbage most days. Um, because it would still have fewer calories. Like tofu is just inherently going to be less calorically dense than a lot of the things you would substitute in there. So, I mean, there, there are reasons to do it. If you're trying to like eat super clean, maybe it's not the best way. I mean, you're still eating a lot of stuff in there, like he said, but it's not without some merit. Um, the, like you mentioned is, is that for vegans and vegetarians and stuff, this is not an appropriate way to handle things for a, a variety of reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Irma's godfather is actually, you know, he's been a vegetarian since he was what, six. Yeah. And he goes to great lengths to make sure that he's not, you know, in any way ingesting, um, you know, animal product. Like, right. he, so he goes and he he makes sure that like if he's eating eating something, it's not cooked on the same grill as the uh, as meat, you know. And if it's going in a fryer, it's going in a fryer that meat has never been in. Yeah, I you know I knew a couple. I, I knew a a girl like that in college. I think she was Hindu, maybe. Yeah. Um, but that was her thing, you know. Like it was very strict, and you know, and and another guy I knew, he was like raised vegan from day one. Mm -hmm. um, and though 
but that that diet's different, right? Than like this mainstream sort of vegetarian diet that yeah. you typically think of, or that you know, like I tried that, like, oh, I'm gonna be a vegetarian, and you end up, you know, getting Boca burgers out of the the thing, and you know, that's not better for. I don't think any better for the environment than uh, well, it, your beef. You, you get into a lot of things there. I mean, there's also the question, is any of it better for the environment? Mm-hmm. Um, despite what right. people say, there are consequences to eating a lot yep. of vegetables as well. Yep. Um, for sure there are. And I think that's, you know, when you look at uh, these impossible burgers and stuff, this, this new type of meat, um, you know, it comes from soy. It all pretty much comes from soy, um, soy and potatoes. They were saying, and I mean, you look at soy, and it's uh, it's a huge crop. It's a huge, huge crop. And like, what is what? What do our farming well practices it's, look it's like? It's one to, of to the mono that? crops that we always talk about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, diversity is one of the biggest issues that I have with the environment. Everyone's freaking out about uh, global warming, and I'm like, no, man, crop diversity, like monocrops <laughs> are going to be what takes us down because, you know, yeah. corn and soy are the two biggest products manufactured, I think, in the world. Um, maybe rice behind them. And the bottom line is, is that if anything happens to the very, very limited strains that we utilize, yeah. then we're, we're looking at like, you know, possibly apocalyptic <laughs> outcomes because yeah. you know well i yeah I, I don't know if i mentioned it um on here before i know with like the corn blight back in the 70s um that was kind of one of the things that happened like there was there was a, a big corn blight and it was there was nothing anybody could do about it um and corn was just dying and there was you know concern that holy crap we're gonna lose like corn it's going to be gone and um i believe it was uh some some high grasslands in mexico they were able they found something um that they could kind of interbreed and and work into the new corn population um but that's what happens when you have these genetic varieties that are so similar right like okay so you're growing you know this type of corn, you're growing that type of corn. Yeah, it's it's different, but it's really not different. It's you know, for all intents and purposes, it's the same thing. And uh, yeah, you talk about terrorism. You know, you put one person out there with some sort of uh, biological weapon, little little vial of uh, rust spores, and you're up the creek. You know, um, it's it's not wise. It's not smart. Uh, well, exactly. It's but unless, of course, you know, you ultimately you hate humanity and you want us to die, in which case, you know, just let it, <laughs> we let it go on as as is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is. It's it's always been the big struggle for me, is that like once you know what this does, what what the potential risks are for yeah. monocropping and you know factory farming, the way in which we do it, like it's. Yes, yeah. we can produce a lot of food for a lot of people, but there there are trade-offs in that. And trade-offs that I don't inherently know are necessarily worth it. Um, but so what we were talking about like is they they created this, you know, impossible burger. <clears throat> and from everyone I've talked to, it's it's pretty okay. It's like it's nothing life-changing. It's just it tastes pretty accurate. I mean, it's not going to be the greatest burger you've ever had, but it's going to be burger enough to eat. You're yeah. not going to feel disgusted by it, which I think is kind of a big deal <laughs> for you know, people. 
I'm I'm curious about that. How it if it leaves you feeling like you just ate a whopper, you know? <laughs> Do you have the same? Uh, uh, every everyone I've heard of has, like, I, and I haven't had one yet. I'm recently changed up my diet, and it's not on the list of things I can eat anymore. Um, <laughs> but everyone I've talked to has said it's it's a it's a reasonable facsimile. Like it's it's not exactly the same, but it's the same enough that. You know, my still feel like question is that it does it uh, is the price differential on it? Is it a lot more expensive? Yeah, I, yeah, I would. I don't know. I, I was curious. I wonder about that. Because um, I mean, if it's close enough, eventually they just might swap it out, and there's going to be no more beef burgers. Well, I think uh, I think we've you know some some Facebook groups or whatever. Um, you know, I've sort of seen things like that where. That's that's, you know, been talked about a little bit. You know, if uh, I mean, we know that like McDonald's and Taco Bell have both throughout their tenure kind of been feeding people not meat, and I'm kind of always been of the idea. Well, if I can't tell it's not meat, what do I care? You know, (laughs) in the same vein, if I can't tell the difference between chicken and cat, do I really care? No, and I, I think it, it matters more like where it comes from or where it's how it's made. Right? Okay. If you're getting a burger at, at Burger King, you, you know you're not you're not too worried about uh, you know your grass fed beef or organic practices or yeah. you know the stuff that is your cows are are eating. Um, but you know it's it's well, something. You know, if you're an ethical vegan you're not sending a single penny to Burger King. Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't be giving any company that makes money selling hamburgers. You wouldn't be giving them money because they have to like, you're just supporting a business that does exactly what you don't want businesses to do. Yeah. That, and that's, that was when I was reading this article about, uh, you know, the, uh, the vegans and the vegetarians and, you know, it, making things easier for them at the same time, you're like, you get, you got to weigh that, right? If, if you're a vegan, if you're a vegetarian and, and that's that important to you, why are you going to Burger King? <laughs> like, I, you know, there, you'd think that there'd be other, other options. Out well, there. and see, and that's, that's the thing that's is that they're not, um, <laughs> right. yeah. what, you, what you end up finding out is that there's a lot of reasons vegans are pissed off about this. Cause one of them is that, well, great. So you you still have it psychologically in people's heads that eating meat is okay, even if it's just a fake meat. <laughs> you really need to get away from the idea of hamburgers entirely. Yeah. Um. You know, move on to you know other foods that are are okay. And I was I was pretty astounded um, to find that out. I mean, it makes sense, but in the same vein, it's like okay. <laughs> yeah. No. It's um. I don't know. It does make sense. And it's not something you think about like from the get go, but when you read it, it does, it, it clicks a little bit, but, um, you know, like I was saying before, there's some of the, the people that, that I don't know, get into it. It's just kind of question sometimes like, why are we doing this? Or what do we, what do we, what, what's the purpose behind it? And it's different for everybody, you know, but, um, um, out of curiosity, are there any, like meat alternatives that you uh, particularly like? 
Like, I mean, no. are, are you a tofu guy or? No, I, I, tofu, I, no. Um, I, I can't stand tempa either. Um, really? The, the uh, so once in a while, the, uh, like the, the, I don't know, Boca burger type thing, the, the bean burgers. I, I, you know, if you make a good bean burger or um, <laughs> I like making uh, mushroom burgers, um, you know, when, when they're out picking. Well, is, um, but that's funny. Is it like a bunch of this mushroom? <laughs> well, that's, and that, yeah. So that's a lot of these. Um, so the, the impossible burgers and stuff are soy based. Um, but a lot of the meat alternatives that are out there right now are, are, ground form mm-hmm. um and in order to get them to coagulate and actually do that they they have this they it's called methyl cellulose is what they use as a binder um and it's actually used uh in the medical industry to treat constipation so if you ever have an impossible burger and uh, you know you got some problem that could be could be why but um yeah so to make it unground, um, to actually get a cut of meat, there actually are some some companies out there that are, are looking at using mushroom mycelium to to grow a, a cut of meat because you you can kind of control how it grows, um, and you can kind of give it a, a cast, you know, so it follows that. Um, yeah. And so you know, kind of doing that, but again, it's I don't know something about that just kind of gives me the. I, I, I just question it. I, I don't know if I uh, want to be eating things that are that um, that processed. You know, it's it's a different sort of process, but it is that yeah. that processed. Um, you know, and and even with the the Impossible Burgers and stuff, um, I, I don't understand the exactness of it, um, but it, it seems to come from a lot of it, kind of like the soy you know, makes it red and soy root does, but then they use a strand of yeast to grow more of it. And like, you're just eating all this yeast, I guess. I don't know. You're just the, the whole process of it. Well, I don't I mean, understand. If, you, if you've been vegan for any length of time, you're going to eat a lot of yeast. <laughs> um, nutritional yeast is a big part of like making anything taste normal, I guess. Like okay. it's 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 how you funk things up as they call it. So you use yeast to make any kind of cheese substitute is the big thing. Okay. Um so invariably yeast is something that just is part of the diet for vegans. I can never really get into it. Uh, it's kind of nutty, but it's not what, really I mean, what, what does that do to your like body like your your internal systems consuming like that much yeast i mean is it i don't know i just when, well, when okay, I don't, well here's the question i mean it's not like yeast isn't naturally occurring in most of the shit we eat as like normal it meat. is right yep. so, i mean it, it, all bread for the most part has yeast in it at some point in the process yeah. if anyone if you drink i'm sorry you're drinking yeast <laughs> it's like yep i mean it's it, it's almost foolish to think you're gonna get away from it it's just it's, well, yeah, it's but you're so not like front in this process. It's not something that you don't like. You ha- you have to think about it. Yeah, but I mean, you're not eating it by like 
the spoonful. You know, it's, it's trace amounts, uh, and most of it's dead anyway by the time it gets to your mouth. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, some of it's probably good for you, but at the same time, because well, because that's my next thing. It's like, well, I mean, I'm sure your gut microbes are all about that. I mean, there's people that go out and buy special this, food, <laughs> buy special special food just to you know add more live cultures to their uh, their their guts. Yeah, and and I I can get down with that in the sense that like I think there's been some some amount of research done to you know what what microbes are good what microbes do we already have and what you know populations do we want to grow and mm. some of this i you know i just i don't know okay so this yeast does this but is that something that's good for me is that something that i would like more of in my body i i don't know um and that's just me <laughs> That's that's my personality. I think just kind of skeptical, and then yeah. I don't understand something, so I'm gonna step back and, and wait a minute and see how it plays out. Um, but you know, that's the Jesus. I don't. I I don't know. I don't know. I just I just uh, with with all of it, you know, with with everything. Um, and just, I, I'm I'm cautious, I guess, to some degree, but not really. I don't know. Well, for me, the big thing is it's not actually the yeast that. If, Upright me, it's the tofu, <laughs> and not because I don't like tofu, but I, tofu has like it has been, as far as I know, certainly been shown to have effects on like production of estrogen in men, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why you, if you people that switch to vegan diets, they do sometimes have issues with like testosterone because of the amount of tofu they consume. And it's not not completely unheard of of the men that'll actually start like lactating. Yeah, um, yeah. And so that's something that does genuinely concern me. If you, the more of this that you put into the, you know, this. Now I don't know if just changing the Impossible Burger, you know, and you no longer eat normal hamburgers, you're just going to eat Impossible Burgers. Is that going to be enough to affect people? Um, but, probably not, uh, but. It might depend on how much you. But if we start eat, with the Impossible yeah. Burger and then we start moving into other things, if eventually all burgers are gone and we just eat that, mm-hmm. that yeah. strikes me as being, you know, a bigger issue. Well, and and that's part of it. I think you know when you when you step back and look at this, look at so you're replacing meat with this soy product, and right now it's only this. And you know, there's some other products I think out there that are are. You know, uh, they're made out of soy, but they're meant to, to replace, you know, less healthy things or whatever, like like your soy milk and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I, I think that is. I try to do it, nut it's milks an, whenever possible. Yeah, it, be careful calling it nut milk now. I think that's like the FDA doesn't doesn't approve of that anymore. Oh, well, I'm not stamping a fucking label on it and selling it, so I can call it whatever the hell I want to. But you know, you, you wonder too about. Like what you're replacing a protein with a protein. Okay. But what other like nutrients, what other stuff is in there that maybe we're not sure about, maybe we don't know about me, you know, the way things interact that we are unaware of yet. Well, um, if you were, if we were talking in a world where we were allowed to drink whole milk or drink like un unpasteurized whole milk, yeah. I would, I would be more willing to go that route, except for we don't, we don't live in that world. 
And so, you know, the milk that we're getting is so full of hormones and preservatives that mm-hmm. I I can't imagine that a, mil- a milk made out of nuts is even remotely <laughs> as bad as what well, we're getting in our normal milk yeah, at this point. No, and I don't I don't think that it probably is, and I don't think it's reached that point yet. But you know, it, it's conceivable that oh no, know, absolutely all, all of this one product when that becomes a significant portion of your diet um you know what is it what does it do but i I don't know i'm not a the the questions people do ask um i do think that we probably have actually had a lot of people asking these questions considering the length of uh the research that's gone on in the meat substitute world because this has been a, a big big cash industry for a while yeah, they're they're trying. I think this one article said uh, like Kellogg's, Nestle, Tyson Foods, Hormel, and Smithfield are um, launching their own lines to to appeal to a flexitarian consumer. What is what exactly so, is this flexitarian thing? What does that mean? I've never heard of that. And I've, I've known a lot uh, of different dietary systems. I think it's it's like um, you try and like, eat substitutes whenever possible or something. They'll like. I think you really cut down on meat. Um, and I think maybe you try to stay away from red meat. I think flexitarians are okay with like, uh, um, like your, uh, your shellfish and your, your fish. And that's not considered, um, flex. I, I, I don't know. Um, it's used to describe a diet or a person who eats mostly vegetarian, occasionally including meat. Yeah. No standard, no standard agreement or definition of what this means. <laughs> so it's a nonsense word. Leave it up to the people uh, who come up with this shit to make up nonsense words. <laughs> they fucking do. Yeah, yeah, it has no meaning. But uh, yeah, it's it's, and I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I think that's probably a, a much better diet than you know consuming lots of. Uh, lots of meat off your grocery counter. Um, you know, that beef that's been processed and, and who knows, you know, how it's been treated as opposed to spending that money and buying a, a couple steaks from the, the grass fed butcher down the road. You well, know? And, uh, and like we said, I mean, every, everything that we get anymore is so processed. It's like, where do you draw that line? Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough, man. It's 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 really tough to uh, to do that. We when my son was born for a while, we were um, we were pretty good, you know. He all his all his food for the first few years came out of out of the garden. Um, you know, it was all stuff that we pretty much grew. Um, and then you you know you start introducing all these other things, and it's impossible, especially when you send them to to school or send them to to other places where there's other kids eating, you know. Mm-hmm. Cheese it, and they want to cheese it, and you're like, "Well, eventually you give in." You know, but, uh, we tried, we tried, we tried. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Are you are you in? So you're going to go pick one of these guys up here at some point in time? Are you going to try to stay away? I, I mean, I ultimately I want to know just to know. Yeah. Um, I'm on. I'm back on keto right now, so. I don't know when it will be that I f- feel the need to break keto for a fucking a burger. But <laughs> and, and if and when that moment comes, is it going to be a fake burger that I want? Um, for me, like I've never had a, I've never felt terribly limited by meat substitutions uh, when I have been vegan, 
because I mean, I, I unlike you, I don't dislike tempa. <laughs> I don't dislike tofu. Um, let me tell you, if you have a have a, have a good Chinese restaurant that no like cooks the tempa well or, or cooks the tofu well, yeah, uh, some General South tofu is about the greatest thing in the world. See, I just get rid, just that, get rid of all that gristle taste that you get with the, the chicken. Ugh. It doesn't doesn't do it for me. I don't know. <laughs> I, I like I like. Uh, Which is uh, funny. Just, it, if you've met, if anyone who's actually met me, you would assume that I'm just like all meat all the time. And <laughs> I have I have so much trouble doing the keto thing because I really I don't particularly like meat. I I you know I don't know if it's so much that I like meat. Um, I do like you know my my bacon and my sausage, those sort of, um, processed meats. But, uh, you know, it comes down to a steak or whatever, like steak you get at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. A nice venison steak I'll take, but, um, otherwise I'm kind of either there, you know, but, um, I just, I can't get down with the tofu. I can't get down with the tempeh. I think it just, my body just doesn't process it right. And it like runs right out me and, uh, um, yeah, you know, so I'll pass on that. Well, tempa is an interesting one because it's got that fermented taste. Yeah, yeah. For a while, I, I wanted. I, I looked at you know, how can we make this? You know, how can I actually make this stuff? Yeah. We, you know, we grow soybeans and stuff in in the garden, and yeah. you know, the things that I can I could try. It would be a fun experiment, but it's just too hard. It's just too hard um, to. At least it looked too hard. It might not be. But, um. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to do tempa. Like every day, with a with like a coastal blend from or the Ellison there. What's that big um, company? Whole Foods. Whole, Whole Foods yeah. coastal blend. I used to do that in Tempa with a you know essentially some garlic and oh what are they Bragg's aminos? <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah, you, you got it, folks. I I have some legit vegetarian credentials. <laughs> I've tried the Bragg stuff before, and it, it it does it it tastes all right. And even the the coconut aminos um will taste taste you know similar um, enough that uh, I'll do that. But I, just as a as a meal, I can't can't do it. Can't do it. But I'm I'm happy to do a vegetarian meal of just you know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I may try it. I kind of have to, I think, just because. Just because. Well, from, like I said, for me, I my big issue is I hate the textures of meat for the most part. What like, isn't this thing supposed to like gristle. mimic that? Well, and that's exactly it. So I was like, I don't like. I guess I like ground beef, but if it starts like getting to like a steak taste, I can tell you right now, I'm gonna hate it. <laughs> um. Like I just that for me the reason I like meat alternatives is that like it, it, there's a homogenous texture, just generally speaking, and like you could yeah. you might get the the crisp that you can get of like a sear. You can kind of kind of find ways to make that happen, but in the same vein, you're not going to you're never going to get gristle out of tofu yeah. or tempa and like. Burger King in particular, like I used to love their chicken sandwiches until I accidentally got one that had, uh, like I, I, I bit a piece of gristle in it, set the sandwich <laughs> down, threw it out, never bought another one. 
Yeah. It's yeah. just the idea of that just ugh, turns my stomach. Yeah, I, I, uh, I grew up. I'm okay with that. I don't mind. Well, no, and it, it's. I mean, my my, I'm wrong. my my wife loves steak and shit like that too, and it's. Eh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like yeah, it's a whole hell of a lot of work for a bunch of crap. I don't feel like dealing with it. Whatever. It is. It is. It is some work. It is. Like I like I like like chicken, chicken tenders and stuff that I've already been like removed of all the stuff I don't care to eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! I don't know. So, um, yeah. Right. Ultimately, do you think this? Do you think this is going to be the cure? Like, this is going to be the thing that fixes for all of the I, uh, you know the people that want us to move away from, or do you think it's going to be bugs where they where they really want us to go? You know, honestly, I think um, I could see it being being pushed. You know, we have this big uh, big monoculture. We have all this soy. What are we going to do with it? Um, if we're not going to sell it to China or wherever, what are you going to do with it? See, that's the thing that I don't understand how more people don't see is that this is just an extension of what's been happening is them looking for more ways to turn corn into other -hmm. other crap. You know, now it's soy, the the, the soy market. But ultimately, everything that we eat, if you eat processed food, is a byproduct of soy, soy or corn that they went and just manufactured ways to make it into other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, and that's, that's what I mean, I think, Um, what I was saying earlier, like, you trade things out in your diet that are different for this one product, and, like, you know, corn and soy are a huge, huge chunk of that, Um, and who knows what the repercussions of that um, are currently, or or will be. Just, God forbid, we ever have an actual, um, you know... Especially when we talk about the issues with, like, say, the bees, um, yeah. where you know our our ecosystem is fragile, and getting rid of different types of life is—I'm gonna tear it out. It's certainly not good. <laughs> in any <meaningful> way to just <laughs> like you know one of the things that has has protected humanity for a long time is biodiversity, and the yeah. idea that you know sure you may kill off one plant or one type of plant. But there's always going to be another one right behind it to take its place. That's not affected in the same way, you know. Temperature yeah. differences will affect the one, but not the other. Or bugs will affect the one, but not the other. Or disease will affect the one, but not the other. And so, if you've got you know fifty different strains of corn, you can find the one that's not affected. Right. But. In this scenario, that that that's we're we're moving so far away from that that you know all it takes is the the plague that's going to take out corn, and then I don't even know how humanity would deal with the fact that all of our corn died. No, you wouldn't. Like that might be the end of us just off of that. Yeah, be the be the end of a of a few of us. That's for sure. At the very least, it's the end of Doritos, and that's a problem. (laughs) I think that ends Taco Bell too. So. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, probably. all right. Well, uh, hopefully, you, you you learn a few things. Uh, you learn you learned a few different ways to think about this, um, and, and understand sort of like the broader implications of what this really has. I think that's a big thing. Is that these these talks get kind of pigeonholed sometimes into very specific corners, and 
you know, yeah. it's nice to bring a different, a different realm of thought to them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah. as always folks, go check us out at freemarketscreenearth.com. I've been diligently working on the website all the time, adding links and different things like that. Uh, I actually have a, have links up to all of what I would consider my favorite organizations that will keep the, the market in mind. Um, it's, it's looking good. It's looking good. I also have a link to the IPCC website. Uh, so if you actually want to know more about the big paper that all of the all of the lefties that want you know government social or you know world socialism, if you want to know the what they're using to justify their their ideas, that's where you go. And what you find is, as you know, Bob Murphy would say, like none of them have apparently read it and have no idea what it says because <laughs> it's really doesn't justify anything they say. Oh man. So, but yeah, it's it's looking good. So, go go check that well, out. Well, thanks, Ben. Everybody else, you know, go go do your thing and help save the world and do it without yeah. becoming a commie. Yeah, yeah, because that's not going to save the world at all. <laughs> yeah, well, it's certainly not any place it, it, that it is right now. It might it might save the world for like uh, I don't know cockroaches, but uh, that's, about that's it. all it'll be left. Yeah. No. So, all but, right. Uh, you have a good one, Ben. All right, take care, man.